Hey, this is Ricky Duran, and you're listening to Music's Journey Podcast with my friend, Kim Sear. When the night has grown still And this cold world has got you in But don't you do what your father did And throw your life away This is a very special show for the whole month of September, mental health advocates, prevention organizations, survivors, allies, and community members around the world unite to promote suicide prevention awareness. We can all do our part. You can go to crisisservicecanada.ca, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can go to afsp.org and suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You just heard a snippet of the brand new single called Waiting on You by NBC's The Voice runner-up, Ricky Duran. A four-chair turn in season 17 and was in the finale on Blake Shelton's team. We are going to play Waiting on You in just a little bit. But just remember today is in support of American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we are going to play the whole song in just a little while. This is a special show with 50% of the proceeds for Waiting on You in the first week of its release that will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Really special show. So welcome to the show, Ricky Duran. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you are here and taking part of this show. You are such an incredible singer-songwriter. Incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. What was it like for you performing on the stage for the very first time in front of the whole world, but in front of those judges? Such a, a huge panel to be performing in front of. Yeah, it was pretty nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the day of my blind audition, I also auditioned the last day, so it was a little more, uh, there were less spots available. So I knew going in that you know this could easily not go my way. But I just tried to, to just think of the performance more than anything, and deliver the message in the song. And, yeah, I was really happy with how, how the performance went. It was so incredible when we were watching that moment because I, I've had Jake Coot on the show a few times now. I picked both of you out the moment I heard both of your voices. To me, I'm wow. such such a huge fan of Johnny Lang. And I oh, yeah. I also look at Rod Stewart when I'm hearing your voice. That combination is just so incredible you know, to be able to hear Thank that. You. Insane vocals you've got. Incredible. Thank you very much. Those are two uh, artists that I actually look up to also, so I appreciate that. Well, that guitar playing too, that <laughs> with Johnny Lane, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Now, when you were on stage and performing, did you know who you were going to be choosing going in? Um, you know, not really. I, I, had, I had thought that I was going to pick John. But ah. it was kind of a last-minute decision to pick Blake because I guess my real reasoning was I thought I had heard so many singers, soul singers, on my season, and I knew you know from talking to them that they were going to pick John, and I figured his team was pretty stacked up with with those soul singers, and I thought maybe you know a blues 
soulful singer would stand out on Blake Shelton's team. Mm. Um, and my mother was always a fan of, of Blake Shelton uh, oh. and his personality, and, and he seems like he uh, takes care of his uh, his team members. So that was really how I decided to go with Blake. Did you have a special takeaway or advice that Blake's given you? Yeah, you know, the, the the, probably the, the most important thing and valuable thing that he told me was just that every performance, every song needs to be believable. So whatever song you're performing, you have to bring the audience and tell a story. I was performing a song. It was um, She Talks to Angels. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you, you sound good like at rehearsal, but... He's like, it's not really getting the point across. So, you know, that made me really just try to embody every song that I perform and, you know, being in the moment and telling a story to the, to the audience. Do you get like super, super nervous just before you go up? I do. You know, I don't think that ever goes away. I've talked to a lot of other artists and um, it's more like an anxious feeling mm-hmm. as long as I'm prepared for the show, which I you know, I practice quite a bit, so I usually am. It's more like um, just butterflies before you get out on stage. Uh, but once, you know, as far as for me, once I start playing the first couple notes, it feels comfortable, and I feel like uh, I'm in the right place. Mm. Well, you were definitely in the right place at the right time, and I, I truly believe that life plays itself out. We might want certain things to happen at a time where we think it should, but sometimes that window opens up at a different time when we're more ready than we actually realize. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just perfect timing for you. Yeah, I agree. Did you have a brotherhood, a special brotherhood with Jake? Because I know you guys are super friends and and we talked about you so much on the interviews that I did with him because of your incredible guitar playing. And he knows I'm such a big fan of your voice. What's that been like for you guys when you were standing up on the stage in that finale and what the brotherhood's been like for you after the show? It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy how it developed. So it's kind of like a camaraderie. Like we, we both respected each other. Uh, I had met his family. He had met my family and, you know, Jake's a really nice guy. So when it came to the finale, we had a talk and, uh, you know, it was funny. We were both interviewed separately and they asked, if you don't win, who would you like to see win? (laughs) And I said, uh, Jake, and he had said, Ricky, we didn't know this until we watched the interviews back. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, he, he's a great dude. And uh, since the show, we've played, you know, a couple shows together. And we talk and just, you know, keep each other updated on our careers. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. What has it been like for you after the finale and this voice competition? What's your life been like? Uh, it's been a lot. I have to say it's it's definitely improved. I've got a huge fan base now. And it's still surprising to me that, you know, whenever I go to Nashville or walking down the street in, in Boston, you know, some people recognize me. It's it's always a, a strange feeling that never gets never gets old. I love that people <laughs> recognize me for my music, you know. But I will say that the pandemic really kind of put a damper on my touring. It mm-hmm. was, you know, um, and I'm back here in Boston right now. I flew in yesterday to play my homecoming show uh, on the 18th. Uh, this has been scheduled for about almost going on two years now wow yeah it yeah. has been so, that long uh, hasn't it you know when when we stop yeah. and think about that so for you to be able to play live on that stage must have been absolutely freeing right yeah it's it's awesome it's a 2000 seater so my hometown really showed up and, and 
it's sold out. So that's it's going to be a great show. They are such huge fans, and as you said, been support throughout the show. Whenever you needed the votes and everything, everybody was right on board. And uh, yeah. you know, being able to give you that feeling that you needed and that support, and that's that's pretty awesome. And to see that just grow to the degree that it has and for all of us here in Canada we're just such a huge fan of yours thank you so much yeah the, the city's great they've been uh, awesome just putting me on their shoulders and, and championing me so <laughs> tell everybody again I, I where that sh- where that show is going to be on September 18th yeah it's going to be in Worcester Massachusetts at the Hanover Theater at the Hanover Theater okay are the tickets completely sold out now because I know you're pretty close they were sold out and then the pandemic hit and i think some people i guess gave their tickets back so there's i think there's a couple hundred they're they're probably balcony seats but there are still some available if if anyone's interested in purchasing well i will definitely put that up in the article too so we'll have every all that information for everybody to be able to go Great. to thank you okay now let's talk about your biggest supporter and the backbone from what You've said so many times when it comes to the influences musically in your home growing up. Both of my parents were very, I guess they, they just really supported my career path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I guess they just saw how happy music made me. And, um, so, so they always supported me. And I went to Berkeley College of Music and uh, they were just happy for me. Um, my dad was a musician. So growing up, he was always playing uh, in my household. He played guitar and sang. They moved here from Guatemala, mm-hmm. and uh, that was my dad's main source of income for a couple of years until he had my three older sisters. And he put the guitar in my hands at the age of six, and I just never, never put it down. But yeah, I think that, you know, I lost my dad in, in 2012, mm-hmm. which that was, uh, he died by suicide, and it was pretty devastating to me. And I had a brief moment of, do I want to continue playing music? Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of snapped out of it, and and, and I, I realized that, you know, music just, if anything, gave me strength, and it uh, connected me, and, and just made me feel um, like my dad was, you know, a part of me still, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm um, sure that he is, and same thing with your mom, a part of everything mm-hmm. that you're going through, and all that influence, because music has a way of healing, and I think that when you're writing the beautiful kind of lyrics that you do, that vulnerability that you have and the songs that you've released so far, every one of them are absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that I attribute my success and my voice like directly to my mom and my parents. They just gave me the inspiration to get out there, and I think I you know, embodied that feeling. They're, they're, they're feeling and... Uh, Support. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, in the, that song that I opened with, River, is such a heartfelt song. So I, I think that, you know, it was perfect, the perfect Blind Edition song for me. Well, it's still stuck with me because I know I was asking for that last night. It's just one of those songs and the way that you sing it is just so important and it's so moving and it just gives you chills every time I hear it. <laughs> it's a great song. Yes, really great song. Now you've got some major influences for you musically. And I know that one of those people is Leon Bridges. Tell us about the music that you love and you know what you've gravitated to, why you learned to play guitar the way that you do. Sure, yeah. I think the first influences I had were 
you know, old records. My dad used to play with the Beatles and Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's where my guitar playing started. But I, I soon after discovered Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, Albert King, B.B. King, uh, Freddie King, Johnny Lang, all these guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was about the guitar playing that really inspired me. So I, I would like lock myself in my room for, for hours and just learn these songs note for note. And it's, it's so weird how it, it's just like I needed to learn the guitar parts. Um, <laughs> and but, boy, did you ever. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think my main my major influences and my favorite style of music to listen to is uh, blues rock, I would say. Just just to have the combination between Johnny Lang and you, what a show that would be. <laughs> I would love it if you set it up. Uh, <laughs> because I know, you know, Johnny Lang really appreciates somebody who has that love of blues and the guitar like you do. And I remember when he got together with B.B. King, you know, at the age of right. 18. And, you know, just watching yeah. the two of them play. And you just, you remind me so, so much of that. And just, just a beautiful story. And that blues that's mm-hmm. inside of your soul. And that's, that's God given, right? That's, that's not something that mm-hmm. you learn. And uh, you should be really proud of that. Thank you very much. Now, you've written a lot of songs, you know, when it's dealing with your personal life and everything that's happening with you. With the influences and the abilities that you've got, it shows zero bounds when it comes to what your capability is and what you've learned to play. Talk to us about the songwriting and being able to get those feelings out and what it's done for you in your personal life as Mm -hmm. well as musically. I think as a songwriter, I'm constantly developing and just getting better and better and trying to, you know, develop my craft. But lately, you know, the last few years, it's been a a form of, uh, it's been healing for me. You know, I've been writing about, you know, I wrote a song for my mom. I wrote a song uh, that's coming out the 17th for my dad. Mm -hmm. And these are all songs that they were really difficult for me to release. I wasn't sure if I wanted to because they were so personal. But I think that, you know, after I released my mom's song, I saw so much. I just had so many fans contributing and telling me, telling me how that song helped them through their struggle or their, you know, some someone they lost. And I think, you know, that's what really uh, gave me the idea, I guess, to release "Waiting on You" because mm-hmm. I wrote that song maybe four years ago. Oh wow! And it's just been kind of sitting there until now, and I'm really glad to be releasing it with the the AFSP. I can't think of a better a better way to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I I think that everybody can relate to this. And and I'll get into that a little bit more into the interview to the reasons why it relates for me too. And so many people out there, because it's really hard to put those feelings into place and to be able to Mm -hmm. understand what each person goes through when it comes to this topic and, you know, just about losing people in general, especially this last year over the pandemic. So many people are Mm -hmm. suffering out there with those feelings and the words that you write in all of these songs that we're going to be playing today are going to resonate with somebody's personal story. And I think the more that you write from your heart, the more you're going to see that fans are just going to open up completely. And uh, you're going to see a, a flood, you know, of people after this song. I hope so. 
Oh, definitely. 100%. We do want to remind everybody that this week is Suicide Prevention Week here in America, and we are going to be taking a very special song that you wrote on the loss of your father and how suicide played a very large role in your life. But first, I want to be able to talk about another song. What a special show this is, and we're going to talk about a really beautiful song that you wrote that was dedicated to your mom. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, so my my mom uh, was battling cancer for years and I was living here uh, in Worcester Massachusetts with her and you know me and my sisters were taking care of her and it was a really hard time to just see someone you love struggling and and, you know there's really not much we could do for her so Mm -hmm. um you know I had all these these feelings and I just sat down and started writing this song and it's so weird how it came about because it just it kind of wrote itself the first verse Mm. with the lyrics and the melody and the guitar just kind of spilled out of me and uh you know when that happens as a songwriter that those are moments you gotta hold on to because i i I call it the magic you know it it just came to you without any effort it just was already you know there and it's it's a very personal song and it's about not just losing someone but but finding strength and and hope after they're they're gone Mm -hmm. to get through it their legacy yeah and i attributed like i said my my success on the voice directly to to my mom i think she was there with me uh on stage and and just guiding me it just felt so right and i felt her presence there well this one is very personal to me too and this beautiful song is called she closed her eyes i have a very similar story you know to yours and i just lost my mom this year and uh, both both my husband and I have been looking after her and it was just it was such a hard time but we did that I we had her in our home there was no way she was going into a hospital or any uh, type of nursing home I wanted to make sure that she had all the love around her for everyday life because you know we just want to be able to give back the best we can so we are going to play this very special song i am kim sear and i am chatting here with ricky duran for season 17 runner-up nbc's the voice and it's such a beautiful song and it's called she closed her eyes here on music's journey she closed her eyes beautiful tired eyes under the night sky into the bright light and i'm standing here with no fuel to run on she closed her eyes mama closed her eyes she gave me a hand told me to love again Said, son, live the best life A life that you can I promised I'd try Said, you don't have to worry Then mama closed her eyes Yeah, mama closed her eyes Now the stars shine I got an angel watching over me 
before she could finally rest. And next to the man she loved, the man who knew her best. I said my goodbyes. Said you don't have to worry. Now, Mama, close your eyes. Yeah, Mama, close your eyes. Never stars shine the path to find my way. Cause I got. That was She Closed Her Eyes by my very special guest, Ricky Duran, here on Music's Journey. What a beautiful tribute that I connect with. This one is just so emotional for me when I hear it. It just brought tears to my eyes. I didn't know if I was going to be able to even keep it together doing that because it moves (laughs) me that much. I am so proud of you, you know, for writing such a beautiful song. Thank you so much. Your journey is so special. And I know that your mom's up there and her hands are on you and she couldn't be more proud. And same thing with your dad. Every year on September 10th, people in over 50 countries connect to assist in connecting hope through action with the World Suicide Awareness Month. This show is the opportunity for everyone to take action to create change with hope and action in bringing awareness to suicide prevention, focusing on amplifying the stories of everyday people to illuminating gaps in the system and working to build bridges within each community in order to find solutions to challenges together. We've touched on that briefly in the show and we were talking about the suicide of your father, Ricardo A. Duran, the person who inspired you to have the passion for music. Tell us about his story, his personal story. Yeah, so he had moved from, from Guatemala here, and, and music was uh, his life at the time. And he, he kind of, you know, hung the guitar up when he had my three older sisters. But, uh, you know, he found, I, I could see the look on his eyes when I would perform. It just made him very happy. So that's really, uh, yeah, he's the, the whole reason why I play music. But, you know, later on in, in his life, 
she was dealing with, uh, you know, multiple different, uh, there were different things going on. He was depressed and we, uh, I didn't know at the time, but I, we were financially struggling. Uh, and my dad kind of kept that from us and kind of, I guess, bared that on his own. Mm-hmm. And it definitely took a toll on him. And I didn't know how, I didn't know the situation was as bad as it was, you know, which is why when he, when he passed away in 2012, it was just such a shock to me. And that's really what inspired me to get involved in uh, the America Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And I, I put on a benefit concert the following year here in Worcester that had an attendance of, I think it was about three to 400 and just, you know, was a night of, of music and, and raising awareness and, and money for the cause. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for people to understand what it's like in each walk when it comes to something of that impact, you know, somebody that you love so much and not knowing how to help somebody or realizing that it was that tough for someone. And it, it's yeah. hard for men. And we need to be honest about that because they're providers. They're the same as women are as well. But, you know, men is, is just incredibly important, you know, to be the head of the, the family and to take right. care and of your I children. Think, yeah. And I think especially for my, my dad coming from Guatemala, it, it was just a different, you know, a little more, um, I call it machismo. He just wanted to be the, the man of the house and provide, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that pressure that he, you know, was kind of putting on himself. In different situations financially, like people think that depression you're born with, it's situational, could be trauma, could be, as you said, financial stress. So many things that can bring on depression and can be healed. And at that time, it's something that your dad struggled with. Can you tell us about the walk that you had personally in your own shoes after losing your father? Yeah, um, I I don't know how to really describe it. It was just, it was a lot of um, mixed feelings. I was confused. I was shocked. I was, I kind of felt deserted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um it was a really hard time for me. I, uh, yeah, it took, it took a while. It's still hard for me to talk about it, honestly. I know. but, um, you know, music is, is the one thing that, that keeps me going and, and kind of got me back on my feet. I was, uh, I didn't know what to do, you know, after my dad passed, I, I was kind of just drinking too much and I kind of lost hope for a bit. But, um, like I said, I think, you know, the songwriting and, and having, a my family and my friends and a lot of my fans also, uh, they just helped me through that hard time. I think it's so important to be able to give a voice to that pain and to be able to go through and be able to describe it as best you can because there's so many other people out there that are struggling with the same thing and not knowing how to, to manage that and what people around them can do and what they can't do because there's a lot of times that you know, people say things and don't understand how long it takes and how that stays with you always. It's never not going to be there. It's just that life will change and, and become a little bit easier with the emotional healing to a degree. And that's that support and love around you. And I think that's a big part of this awareness in this show today and being able to give that I know it's so hard for you. And I thank you so much for being able to share something that is just so deep and uh, so painful for you. And I think that so many people are really going to appreciate what you're saying right now. Of course, yeah. I think if my story can uh, reach someone who's going through a similar situation, then uh, why not, you know, share that with, with everybody? Tell us about writing 
this very special song from your father's perspective, and the song's called Waiting on You. Tell us about writing this one. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, when, when my father passed, I I was really confused. I had a lot of unanswered questions about why he had, you know, couldn't talk to me about things. And I guess I wrote this song kind of as a way to heal. And, you know, I just wrote it as if he was speaking to me things that I think he might have said or would say to me now, you know. And the song is really about, it's really about getting getting through a hard time. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to have a, a ray of hope in my songs, even if they're about something, you know, kind of dark. I think it's really important to to show that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and there's there's hope there for everybody in every situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's what, you know, this, this song's about my dad basically uh, talking to me from you know, beyond the grave and telling me that he's watching over me and to live my life the best, you know, the best life I can. I think it's such a, an incredible way to write the song because people would think you'd naturally go to how you're feeling. And you Mm -hmm. didn't, you did this from your dad's perspective, which is just so incredible for you to be able to do that. And I think that's why the song is going to do some incredible movement when it comes to people out there that are suffering and uh, you know, what a, what a great way to look at it and looking for that silver lining because you can go from anger and not believing in so many different emotions that people go through when it comes to losing someone in this way mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to turn that and have the song just represent his perspective and what he would want you to do, knowing that that's is what's in his heart. That's guaranteed what was in his heart at that time. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, when you go through this kind of stuff, it was just too overwhelming for him, right? Right. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, people hear the song and hope it, uh, you know, inspires them and helps them through a situation, you know, if they're going through something themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about that support around you, your family and your friends that was that were so huge in helping you to be able to get past any anger, non-believing. Tell us about that support and what they did right, because that's a big part of us being able to give that message to other people that may know somebody that's gone right. through this and know how to handle it. What helps and what doesn't? So I have a pretty close family. I have three older sisters and we're all very close. We've, we've always been. And I think it was important for me to to understand that I wasn't the only person struggling with this. You know, my sisters were also. So it was uh, important for for us to get together and you know talk about how we felt and make make sure that everyone was doing okay. You mm-hmm. know, um, and it's it's awesome to have that support whenever we feel like someone's not doing well. We get together and try to figure it out. I think it's really important to have that support system. I have uh, a lot of close friends too that, you know, I know I can call at any any point and uh, and they'll be there for me. So I think that's huge. I don't know where I would be without my support system, my sisters and my friends. With all of you talking together, was it just to be able to express yourselves and be an ear for each other, not necessarily an opinion? Or what was it about those conversations that worked? Right. It was a, I think it was about, you know, we all kind of felt similar uh, in the, the way that we were a little confused, a little angry. And I think it was important to talk through those feelings about how we felt and, uh, 
kind of just get ourselves on the same page and, and understand it was really important to me to for them to know that they're not alone at any point in time like we're all in this together awesome so tell us about teaming up with the foundation for suicide prevention and releasing this extremely personal song about your father and it's called waiting on you yeah so i uh you know first got in contact with the afsp in 2012 shortly after losing my dad i I was looking up you know trying to find uh organizations that were helping people through mental health and, and suicide prevention uh so I teamed up with them back then for a benefit concert. Um, and then I kind of put it on the back burner and I was writing a lot, traveling, moved to Austin, Texas, but I had this song that I wrote for my dad and I didn't, honestly, I wasn't really going to release it until, um, my sister mentioned, Hey, I think this would be great if we could get the American foundation Suicide prevention on board with this song, because I think it's, you know, that's what the message is about. Uh, and I thought it was such a brilliant idea to just reach the right kind of people that you, you know, this song has a message. And I think um, what better way than to release it with that organization. Tell everybody about Waiting on You and the sales during this very first week for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Right. So, yeah, we teamed up with the AFSP in the, the first week's uh, sales of the, the song will go directly to the cause, the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. This is a very special show for the month of September. Mental health advocates, prevention organizations, survivors, allies, and community members around the world unite to promote suicide prevention awareness. We can do our part. This is time to raise awareness on the stigmatized and often taboo topic. In addition to shifting public perception, I want to use this platform to shine a light on this month to spread hope and vital information for people affected by suicide. Our goal is ensuring that individuals, friends, and family have access to the resources they need to discuss suicide prevention and to seek help. You can go to crisisservicecanada.ca, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can go to AF as in Frank, S as in Sam, P.org, and suicidepreventionlife.org. This is a special show with 50% of the proceeds for Waiting on You in the very first week after its release will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I am Kim Sear, your host on Music's Journey, and I am chatting here with my very special guest, Ricky Duran. We're going to play this one right now. It is called Waiting on You here on Music's Journey. When your hair fades to gray And I've long since gone away I will be watching, waiting When the night has grown still And this cold world has got you in But don't you do what your father did And throw your life away
But you need to understand You got the whole world in your hands So son, just smile when you think of me And make your mama proud, yeah Steel road rails, paper trails that lead me back to you through the rain and all the pain you have pushed me on through. This is Waiting on You by my very special guest, Season 17 voice runner-up, Ricky Duran on Music's Journey. What an amazing song. Thank you so much. Can you tell us about the lyrics and talking about that paper trail and steel road rails? Tell us about that. 
you know, it's interesting. That was like the one lyric in the in my songwriting of that song that I was a little confused about. I don't know why it kind of came out that way, but uh, I played it for my sister, and she was like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense. I love this." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very. Um, I guess this is going to be a little more personal, but the the paper trails. Um, he did leave, you know, us uh, a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know where he told us he loved us, and uh, that's that's the whole paper trails and the steel mm-hmm. road rails is uh, just about traveling and wherever uh, I might be, that he's there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last part, uh, through the rain and all the pain, you got to push on through, is just encouraging, Earth from his perspective, telling me to get through uh, any sort of sorrows or, or doubts I may have. And uh, there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I wanted to read that back because that's a hard part for a lot of people when it comes to the paper trail. Like you said, it's very personal, but it's really important, you know, for us to be able to give a voice to that too, and what that feels mm-hmm. like, and how you've turned that around and been able to to use that in a positive way. It's really, really important. So you can download this song right now and share it on all your streaming platforms. Share it on all your playlists. And there's going to be so many people that might not have heard the song and uh, wouldn't get a chance to hear it, except if they're taking a look at your playlist. So it's really bringing an audience to something that is so important as this, and that's Waiting on You, such a special song by Ricky Duran. And you can also request it at your local radio stations as well. So it's something that we all can do. And I I think it's going to move you just as much as it moves me and the guitar playing. Okay, Okay, talk to us about the production for this song and your idea behind it all. I recorded this song at Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas. It's such a nice recording studio. It's, it's a legendary spot that Willie Nelson frequented. And, you know, we, we had it for four days and we went in there and this song was really special to record in that, in that studio. Uh, we had some backup singers and um, we had, yeah, John, my friend John Dees, who plays with uh, Gary Clark Jr. Mm. Uh, he came in and recorded the organ Part. And um, I think that's what really put the song over the edge for me. It, it I think it was uh, really important to have the organ on on this song. It, it's almost like um, I that's don't know, that's spiritual, but maybe. Right? Yes, that's yes, exactly what I'm trying to say. But I'm really happy with how it came out, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Oh gosh, I'm telling you, it's just an incredible song. I think it's one of the best things you've ever done. Thank you. Really, really, really good. Now, in addition to the releasing of Waiting on You, you're hosting a benefit for the AFSP. Uh, that's a, a concert in Austin, Texas, and a walk. Tell us all about that. Yeah, I actually, I played the show last, it was actually Sunday in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, at Antone's Nightclub, uh, and all proceeds for that went to the American Foundation Suicide Prevention, the Texas chapter. Um, and it was a great turnout. There was there was a lot of people there, and it was so nice to see people supporting not just the AFSP, but live music. Uh, I had a friend of mine, Johnny Gray, who was also a, a voice alum. I think he was on season five, I believe. Wow. Um, and my other friend's band performing. and uh, It was awesome to, to for them to bring their fan base in, and for this cause, for the AFSP. Um, but I'm also doing a walk on the 18th here in Worcester, Mass. I got a team together, and right now we are the top team for the uh, 
amount of money raised uh, in the city right now. Wow! So congratulations, that's, really awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, thank you very much. It's it's all due to my fans who, who jumped on board and and joined the team. So I'm going over there. I'm going to speak, um, and that's my song will be out at that time. So uh, I'm, I think I'm going to perform the song also on the 18th, uh, and then I'll walk with my team. Oh, that's going to be great. Is it going to be televised at all? Um, I don't believe it's televised. There might be some news broadcast there, but I will definitely do uh, the best I can to be posting uh, on my Instagram and Facebook. So just stay tuned on there. Please do, because I will make sure that that goes on the article as well, you know, that we're going to be posting with you when it comes to the videos and everything. I absolutely love everything you're doing and congratulations for all of that because it's so special that you're you're taking that opportunity. A lot of people don't realize how much Texas became a big part of your life from making that move and how all of that led to The Voice. Can you share a little bit of your story for that? Sure, yeah. So I was, you know, living in Worcester, Mass for basically my whole life and uh, I knew that I wanted to, I love the city, but musically there's uh better cities for for you know the industry anyway i was debating nashville or austin texas um and you know what was kind of holding me back for a couple of years was you know the fact that i couldn't i didn't want to leave my mom alone you mm-hmm. know uh and you know towards the end she told me you know ricky i know you you've been wanting to to leave and pursue music and she she told me to promise her that, you know, when, after she passed it, I would, I would do that. I'd pursue music. And, uh, shortly after she passed, I, I drove down to Austin, Texas and started just performing and hustling out there. And, uh, that's when the voice opportunity came my way. It kind of just fell in my lap. I was playing a gig and, uh, the guy who hired me said that he had a friend who was a producer on the show and they were doing private auditions. So, you know, he gave me her contact and I thought, why not? Let's try it out. And, you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a huge door, you know, to turn around and, and you be in that particular club at that time. And, you yeah. know, somebody just yeah. happens to know, like, as I said, there's there's so much that goes on in our lives that we don't realize is, I don't know, it's just a preordained thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. You know, God yeah. gave you this gift for a reason. It's just the right timing. And he always knows when that is. And I, I'm just so incredibly grateful that we all got to hear you play that day because the rest of the world that's been able to watch that show may never have heard your music and I'm just so incredibly grateful to The Voice for bringing you to light for all of us. Me too. It's it's such a good platform and uh, you know gave me a whole new set of fans from, from all over the world so I'm very grateful for that. You have a very special relationship with Blake. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, Blake is, a, is an awesome dude. I, uh, I had the chance to, you know, spend some time with him off camera. We shared a couple of drinks, and it was interesting how, you know, the first day I walked in there, I looked at him as a superstar that I was very intimidated to talk to. And, you know, at the end of the season, we were just hanging out in his trailer just like we had been friends for years, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's a great performer. I love his uh, stage presence and just his charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was telling him, you know, I was trying to pick up some pointers on, he's always on. If you watch the show, he's like very quick on the draw. He has all these jokes. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that's just his personality, but I was just trying to uh, get a little bit of that when I spend time with him. It's hard when you're shy, and to look for me, when I met him, I had to do an interview with him. He just, he has a way of just pulling stuff out of you that you just never thought yeah. you had. <laughs> Mind you, it had to be a couple tequila shots in for me, and, you know, it was just, it was funny because that's what he wanted me to do. It's like, nope, you got to have the second one. We're not doing the interview until you have the second one. And it, it was so funny, and we just had such a great time. He was so welcoming and so kind. And, uh, you know, he just yeah, he, he just makes everybody feel at home. Yeah, he was, uh, so we had the finale, the last day on stage, he came up to me and Jake, and he, he gave me a, gifted me a bottle of bourbon. Oh. Uh, and he took a shot with me on, on the stage before they announced the, uh, <laughs> nice. the winners. That's really cool, because that, that sounds to me, you know, exactly like he'd do. <laughs> There's no doubt I'm about sure. it. <laughs> now, he's been really supportive to you since The Voice as well, mm-hmm. and just a special relationship that he has, because he loves the artists that he works with, and he really is supportive after, and we've seen that. There's just so many artists that he's really helped along the way. And What does he say about your guitar playing? Because I know that's what he talked about an awful lot. Yeah, I think, you know, it was interesting because... I don't think he knew that I could play guitar to the level that I do until I kind of convinced the producers to let me play Born Under a Bad Sign. Mm. I was like, listen, this is a whole different part of my artistry that hasn't been shown yet. Uh, and it was awesome to see Blake's, uh, you know, the surprised look on his face when, when he realized I could play guitar <laughs> the way I do. Uh, but yeah, he was all, always encouraging me in any rehearsal. He would, you know, he would just be there just telling me, I killed it and just giving me, uh, giving me props. He would talk about it afterwards, you know, when it, when it comes to social media and stuff and just how blown away he was, you know, with that raw talent that you have, you know, because if we say it, it, you got to be born with that kind of feeling. It's just incredible. There's only so many artists that uh, can play guitar like that. And you are one of them. We have talked about Blake Shelton. We've talked about, we haven't talked about Kelly or anybody else on the show. What was it like meeting everybody? And I know a lot of it's pre-recorded before mm-hmm. the lives and everything. What was it like for you just to be there in presence with all the contestants and the friendships that you've developed after? Oh, it was amazing. And, you know, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways that I have from The Voice is the camaraderie and, and the lifelong friends that I made on the show. Because you're there for, you know, before Blind Editions, you're there for basically a month living uh, in the same hotel Mm-hmm. as these contestants and uh, I found that you know the the contestants who were genuine and and uh, less competitive almost made it further I don't know why that was the case but maybe they just didn't you know didn't put as much pressure on on uh, each other but I made uh, great friends like I said Jake who me, me and him are still very close Rose Short uh, and you know many more but to be in the room, same room as John Legend and Kelly Clarkson and Gwen Stefani and Blake was uh, was something else. It's almost like it, it was almost like a dream the first time, and then you know it's a, it becomes a weekly thing, and, and they just know you by your first name now. Uh, and it's it's funny. I had this uh, one interaction with Gwen Stefani, um, and I'm a huge fan of hers. She was that was the first concert. I went to here in Worcester. It was a no doubt concert when I was like nine. So it was really special for me to meet her, but I was, uh, 
getting ready to shoot. Um, and it was like a behind the scenes thing. And I was grabbing food and all of a sudden I hear, Hey, it's Ricky Duran. And I turn around and Gwen Stefani is right behind me. And it was just so surreal for me to, uh, to know that she, you know, even knew my name was, uh, was really special for me. Wow. <laughs> Nobody gets to say that very often, do they? <laughs> That's a pretty surreal moment to say the least, right? Yeah. Now, Let's talk about, as you said, when you're leaving the show, what it was like for you. You had a number one on iTunes. You've been selling out shows prior to COVID. Tell us about what that felt like to have number one on iTunes. I couldn't believe it, actually. I, it's really amazing to know that I have the fan base to, to hit a number one song is, uh, is really incredible. And it just, you know, it's something that I, I strive for. And it means that I'm doing my job well. So it, it was very... Uh, exciting and, and uh, one of the happier moments in my career. I can't imagine when you see the amount of fans that you have and how much that has grown and just that support around the world and the people that are listening to it in Australia, to Japan, to you know all these different locations. Is there a place that you would love to go and play that would be like a dream location just to be a part of the culture? Uh, I have a few actually. I really want to uh, write a song in Spanish. Mm. Um, because I have a whole fan base, especially in Guatemala. I, I believe they, they mentioned that in my story on The Voice. So they actually had me on the Guatemala.com website oh, on the wow. front page for a, a few days. Um, so I feel like, you know, I owe it to them and, and my, myself also and my heritage to, to go back there and put on a show. And they all know with your influences like Santana, you know, like the guitar playing and what that song would entail. That's the, I can't wait for that. Are you working on new music yeah. right now? Oh yeah, I'm always working on music. Uh, I have hundreds of almost finished songs and uh, I have one in Spanish that I'm working on also. Uh, and then I have a bunch of, I teamed up with some, some other artists and, and we're doing uh, collabs also. So new music's always in the works and, and should be coming very soon awesome we're going to be playing another song here that's pretty special too so we're just going to remind everybody again the show is a very special show the whole month of september mental health advocates prevention organizations survivors allies and community members around the world unite to promote suicide prevention awareness you can be a part of that waiting on you is available now and it's available on all the streaming platforms as of September 17th for a full calendar of events and for additional information on how you can help visit IamRickyDuran.com and follow him on all the socials at Ricky Duran on Instagram and Ricky Duran on Facebook we were talking about a very special song that you've recently done somebody who's a big part of your life right now and is just a special soul that's kind of taken on everything that is really good in your life. Talk to us about her. Yeah, she's just been, uh, she's been amazing. We've been together for going on three years now. Uh, I met her over here in Worcester at a show I was performing and she walked in and it was kind of instant. She, we kind of locked eyes and uh, she came up to me after the show and was, you know, uh, commenting just my uh, rendition of Valerie. Um, and then I, you know, said, let's go grab a drink and, uh, we just have been together ever since. But wow. she is so great because she's always there encouraging me in any sort of doubts that I have as as an artist. Uh, she, you know, steers me the right way. And she's always um, 
a big supporter for me. Well, we can tag team because I'm going to be there every step of the way. So if there's ever any doubt, I will text you. You are so good. Thank you so much. You are so darn good. She is just, as I've called her anyway, the woman who brights up your life. And it's such a beautiful song Mm -hmm. that you wrote for her, and it's called Star. Yeah, you know, I started writing Star probably, it was shortly after The Voice. And I think it's probably my favorite song, original song, to play live. It's just such an upbeat and fun song, and uh, it's really just about having that special someone in your life that's uh, that's the star in your night sky, you know. And any sort of small quarrels you'll have, you know that the bigger picture is you guys love each other and you're going to get through it. Uh, so that's the message behind the song. It was such a scary time too, because it was during the Voice as well that something else happened with her. Yeah, there was uh, a lot going on. She went. She came out to L.A. to support, to support me and watch me uh, audition. And, you know, the day that I was going to audition, I got a call from my sister, who was also in town, saying that they were rushing Alyssa to the hospital, uh, and they weren't sure what was going on, but it seemed like she had had a stroke, and that was the case. So she was uh, immediately wow. rushed into surgery. So I told the producers that I had to go, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to audition and uh, for a while, they were saying, you know, maybe you should just come back next season. But I went to the hospital. Alyssa came out of surgery. And when she did, she, she looked at me and said, you have to go audition. You know, she didn't want to feel like she had held me back from auditioning. So she really pushed me to to go back and audition. So I got there the last day and uh, got four chairs. Wow. So it was a ro- it was a roller coaster for sure. I bet, because that's got to be running through your head going, oh gosh, somebody that you care so yeah. much about, and then you're hearing something like that at her age. It's not something you hear every no. day. And that had to have been such a scary moment for you. Yeah, it was It was pretty intense, but I'm, I'm very happy that she's, uh, she's doing all right. Good. We're so glad to hear that. I was going to ask you that, how she's doing today. Yeah, she's doing great. It's, uh, you know, the cause was uh, underlying illness is... Uh, called pulmonary hypertension so she's just been you know dealing with specialists and she's feeling she's feeling good and we have this situation under control so very happy that she's you know she's healthy oh perfect that's really really good okay so the perspective on this song puts everything right into place pretty quickly doesn't it about what life is really about and the people that we love and you know everything that the world's going through right now it really snaps things into place pretty quick Here's one of the latest singles, Star, by the undeniable standout artist Ricky Duran, here on Music's Journey. Lost in space and time, has it been so long? Seasons passing by, and we're still going strong. Fuss and fight You know that it's gonna be alright Cause you know that I love you baby And I want you in my life I need you baby please Falling fast along Ain't trying to hide it Always on my mind 
That was Star, one of the latest singles by my special guest, Ricky Duran, here on Music's Journey. Such a special, special song. I love everything that you play, your guitar, the lyrics. There isn't anything you can't do. Thank you. It just reminds us, as I said, you've got so much music coming up. I cannot wait to hear what you've got coming up next. But the special song that you're releasing, we just want to remind everybody, any of the songs that you're listening to today, you can download and share on all your playlists. The one that we're looking at today is such a special song, and that's Waiting on You, the new single that is available on streaming platforms everywhere. 50% of the proceeds go to the American Suicide Prevention Week in the first week after release. So thank you so much for being able to take part in 
in all of this and being able to support this great cause. We can all do something about it today. So share it on all your streaming platforms and all of your playlists. We can all do something really great right now. Ricky, talk to us about River, because again, this is something that we had touched on earlier in the show, because I absolutely love your rendition of this one. Thank you very much. The River is just, uh, it's one of those songs that the first time I heard it, I was like, why didn't I write this? You know, it felt like like a song that I would write, um, and I connected with it instantly. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think it, it was one of those songs, it's kind of a spiritual song, so... I had just lost my mom, and for some reason singing this song gave me strength. So I thought, what better song than to blind audition with than River? Um, and it was interesting. They were trying to push me, the producers. It was a toss-up between River and this song that I also sang on YouTube called Flor Paulida, mm-hmm. the song that Mark Anthony redid. And it's also a beautiful song, but I, uh, I kind of encouraged them to let me sing River. I just felt like it was more... Um, it would be more of a moment. So I'm glad uh, we ended up going with that song. Yeah, look what happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was a perfect song and it stands out for every one of us. And I just, I think it's just such a a special one. We're going to play that one right now and with my very special guest, Ricky Duran with River here on Music's Journey. Been traveling these wide roads for so long My heart's been far from you, 10,000 miles gone. In my darkness, I remember Mama's words reoccur to me. Surrender to the good Lord, and He'll wipe your slate clean. Take me to your river, cause I wanna go. Take me to your river Cause I wanna know
into your river Cause I want to go Oh Lord please Go on yeah Take me to your river That was a river by my very special guest, Ricky Duran, here on Music's Journey. What an incredible showstopper that was that changed your life and changed all of ours to be able to hear your beautiful voice in your guitar playing. Are you okay to do a couple burning questions? For sure. Okay. Favorite song to play around a campfire? Um, let's see. Landslide. Ooh, nice. That's okay. If you could fly anywhere in the world and take your beautiful, beautiful girlfriend with you and share a month somewhere, like I know COVID's been really tough and you guys got a lot closer during this time, where would you want to take her just so that you could just be free and be able just to be in a beautiful place? Where would it be and why? You know, I would, I think I would say Japan. Ooh. I've always wanted to go there and uh, all the pictures I've seen from, from, the nature uh, in the country are really gorgeous and uh, I would, yeah I would love to take her there wonderful do you have a f- an ultimate guitar that you would love to own past or present it could be somebody that that played it or it could be a new one just tell us what it would be and why yeah I would have to say um, Jimi Hendrix guitar from Woodstock the, it was an all white maple neck guitar if I could get my hands on that that would be incredible wow yep that would definitely be an ultimate <laughs> wouldn't it an ultimate yeah favorite rock song of all time Ooh, that's a really hard question um oof. okay I guess I would have to say I, I have to go with Led Zeppelin on this maybe, maybe Stairway to Heaven Ooh, it's I, an amazing song Totally, totally understand that one. Would you encourage singers to audition for The Voice, and who would you discourage to audition? Okay. Uh, I would encourage, you know, pretty much every singer to to give it a shot. I think it's an awesome opportunity. I think that the platform is, you know, one of the best you can have. It just puts you out in front of millions of people. Um, I would have pointers to tell them, you know, to not let uh, the producers steer you in a way that you think doesn't, uh, that takes away from your artistry. You know, I think it's important to be yourself on the show because that's what people are going to expect. Your fans are going to expect that when you leave the show, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. If you could give yourself advice to a young Ricky Duran, what would it be and why? I guess I would... I would encourage myself to write more and write daily. I do that now, but if I had done it at a younger age, I think I would have a lot more material. Um, I think, what else would I tell myself? 
just to not stress, you know, because like you said, I think things happen for a reason. And, and uh, oftentimes when I was younger, I would, I would stress out about um, if this was the right career path. But uh, now I know that it is. So mm-hmm. Believing in yourself, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Is there a favorite artist on the radio today that you absolutely love? And tell us who it is and why. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, Chris Stapleton is really uh, just very special artist, and uh, he has such an incredible voice. And also, he he has the blues aspect. Also, he there was an interview I saw of him, and he was talking about uh, some of the same influences I have, like Freddie King, Albert King, BB King. And although he gets thrown in the country genre, which he does play country. A lot of it is soul and blues, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a huge fan of his. It's nice when people are expecting certain things from him, you know, with his music and the kind of songs that he has delivered, and then all of a sudden just strip it right back. And I know yeah. that that yeah, was so hard, you know, for him at first because so many people expected him to do the same types of music. And when he stripped it back, how successful those songs have been. And those are the ones that mean the most to him. Right. Yeah, he's an undeniable talent for sure. Huge. So are you. So are you. Thank you. Biggest full circle moment for you? Hmm. Um, Biggest full circle moment was was the Blonde audition for me. Uh, It seemed like everything at that time had just happened for a reason and like I said I, I just kind of felt my parents presence there um, and after all I had done and, and gone through and uh, after all you know the time and the years that I've, I've given to music uh, at that moment felt it felt right so that would be the full circle moment for me perfect what is your thing that you like to do just to unplug from everything from writing from everything what's what's your favorite thing to do um, I really like uh, going out in the nature, especially in Austin, Texas. Um, whenever me and my girlfriend want to unplug, we just go down to the river or uh, some watering holes down there and and just take in the sun and, and relax. Nice. Do you have a favorite TV show or a favorite TV series that you like? Mm, I'm actually more of a movie guy. I I can't get into series too much, but the last series... Uh, let's see. I really liked The Office. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I was a big fan of that show. Okay, so favorite movie that the two of you watched during COVID? What was the one that you, you needed to watch right away? Hmm. Road to Perdition. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good it's one. It's a very good one. I forgot about that one with uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. With all the traveling that you've done especially especially with the boys and and everywhere that you've played is there one spot that you can point out immediately and say i gotta eat there and one place you just gotta be at and what what would you order and why you know i really gotta say let's see yeah fenua hall has this uh i'm not even sure what it's called but i used to go there all the time with, with my dad when i was younger and they have the just really fresh seafood and beer battered shrimp Mm. Uh, and you know traveling so much I've realized that there's nothing like the seafood on the east coast very cool love that stuff too absolutely love it okay if you could do a special duet a dream duet who would it be with and why 
You know, I think I would say, oof, I would probably say Anderson Puck right now. I know that's probably coming wow. out of left field, but he's he's uh, he's really great. He's so charismatic, and he's also a, a great singer. He had a song, um, Stay Together, that came out, uh, and it was it reminded me of something I would write, and I think that we would complement each other pretty well. Very cool. This is a funny question, just to light things up a little bit. Do you have a useless talent that you can share with us? Yes, I. Uh, oh, right on I this break one! Dance. Awesome. You break <laughs> dance. Do you well, really? I, I don't know if I can say that I break. I, I know a couple moves. I, I was. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in, in middle school. For some reason, me and my buddy would always come home from school and and uh, just try to learn different moves online. Uh, so I still break those out every now and then when I, when I you know at a party and it gets wild <laughs> <laughs> very cool is there anywhere that that's shown online i did a move on the voice it, like backstage and they filmed it i'm not sure if they put it out there or not but uh no i don't think i've released footage of that yet. <laughs> but you will now tiktok right <laughs> maybe i should yeah you should do some guitar teaching just so that yeah, young kids can too. learn to play. I can learn how to play just even a chord or two like you do. I don't know. <laughs> just a right, thought. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. So remind everybody again where they can download Waiting on You, your brand new single that's available for all streaming platforms. Yeah, you can find it on all platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, the first week of sales. 50% go directly to the AFSP, the American Foundation Suicide Prevention. Uh, and like you said, the song comes out the 17th, and the music video comes out the 20th, and I'm very excited for uh, for everyone to see that. Well, you're going to make sure I'm going to be able to get a piece of that. We'll add it to the article, too, because I, I can't wait to see that one. Really special. Okay, great. Absolutely. Yeah, the video came out really great. I'm very excited about it. Great. Now, tell everybody again what your sites are so they can catch up on the latest news music and videos if you'd like to stay updated on my music and my journey please follow me on instagram facebook and twitter it's at i am ricky duran and you can also find me uh, at my website i am ricky perfect thank you so much for coming on the show i know this wasn't an easy one for you thank you so much for having me it was, it was an awesome interview and it's uh it's nice to get that in depth because i haven't in a while so I appreciate you, and, and thank you so much for your support and for being a fan, and uh, thanks for all that you do. You promised to come back when you got your sure. new EP ready to go and can go into some detail with this new music because we cannot wait. Huge fans here in Canada, and congratulations on all the success, your life, your love, and everything that you're doing. You should be really proud of yourself, really, really proud, because we all are really proud thank of you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, just let me know. I'd love to uh, come back on the show. Thank you so much. Big hugs from all of us here. Thank you very much. I would like to thank Ricky Duran for coming on the show today. Such an important show. So thank you so much for sharing a bit of your life and a part of this incredible personal story for this song that you're donating to. So this week is really important to make sure we make a difference for World Suicide Awareness Month and American Suicide Prevention. Don't forget to purchase Waiting on You. 50% of the first week's proceeds will help bring awareness. So do your part and make sure that you're adding it to all your playlists. You can purchase it on all your streaming platforms and socials. You can also request it at your local radio station. 
I hope you enjoyed my very special interview today with Ricky Duran. You can check out all my interviews at musicsjourney.com and the interesting articles with the latest music and videos from all the artists that I interview at nowandthenmagazine.com. You can also listen to all my podcasts on all streaming platforms under Music's Journey Podcast. I have some great shows coming up for you. I've got Devin Cooper, The Road Hammers, JoJo Mason, Weapons, Lemon Cash, Western Swing Authority, New Moon Junction, NBC's The Voice winner, Todd Tillman, Rock Band, Bad Wolves, and so many more. Well, that's it for me, your host, Kim Sear. Thank you so much for tuning into Music's Journey. Have yourselves a wonderful day. When your hair fades to gray And I've long since gone away I will be watching Waiting, waiting on you When the night has grown still And this cold world has got you in But don't you do what your father did and throw your life away Cause steel wool rails and paper trails will lead me back to you Through the rain and all the pain you gotta push on through What you need to understand is you got the whole world in your hands. So, son, just smile when you think of me and make your mama proud.
will be watching.